Hey, Taike. And recently, I listened to a podcast about finances. I do listen to other people's podcasts as well, not just my own. And I learn something all the time. And this time, I learned about where our economy is going right now. And it is super important for me as a business owner. And I learned that there is a downturn in our economy, suggesting that the slowdown already has, has happened in the past six months in our economy here in the United States and other countries may feel the same way. So we feel or we know that the gas prices are way higher. The Feds, the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. Food is getting really expensive. And we may see our nest egg shrinking when we look at our financial portfolios. Are you feeling your heart racing at the thought of not having a nest egg? I do. When you go through the grocery store and you're not sure if you can make your weekly budget, do you have sweaty palms at the checkout? These are incredibly uncertain and stressful times. You may wonder, what does a recession have to do with health and fitness? Unfortunately, these uncertain times affect our health in the long run. And just one dimension, one word, stress. At the moment, we feel stressed and read all we can about our economy, about the slowdown. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? And how will all this play out? Today, we talk about how to recession-proof your health and five ways to beat recession stress and feel happier. But before we dive into our feature content, I want to welcome everyone, our current listeners and new listeners to the podcast. Thank you for being here today. This will be a very informative and power-packed episode for you, and I can't wait to get into it. I want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you consume this content so you do not miss out on any of the episodes airing every other week. We're putting this content out on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. So if you're not been over to Heike Eats on YouTube, make sure you head on over there and subscribe. And we have other content that drops exclusively on our YouTube channel as well. Did you know that Pilates and Intermittent Combined is the most effective way to lose body fat and supercharge your energy for a woman over 50, 60, and beyond without another diet or spending hours working out? Let me show you in this program how to recapture your health as an empty nester mom. If you're not an empty nester mom, you are a woman over 50 and beyond, you are at the right place so that you can enjoy an active lifestyle without feeling left behind or stuck in old habits that no longer serve you. Check out the Emptiness Reboot where I share my secrets to a healthy and strong body for empty nester moms over 50. So let's jump into today's feature content. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop 
dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life, so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark According to a poll from the Associated Press, the recession and consequential debt may harm the health of up to 16 million Americans. Dealing with a job or financial uncertainty, diminished financial freedom, and more expenses that we had planned for has an incredible impact on our health. As a result, we are uber-stressed, as I like to call it, We can't sleep or have a hard time sleeping. We're feeling sad and hopeless. We can't breathe. And we're dealing with anxiety. Yiming Ma, an assistant professor at Columbia University, says, it's not a question of it, but when the recession will happen. So people should prepare, but not panic, she said. You know, with so much stress and uncertainty, now is the time to take the steps to recession-proof your health. And I show you my five steps today that I think will be super helpful for you. You may have heard, your health is your wealth. I love to say that, actually. And what do we have if we don't have our health? Unfortunately, those statements are so true, but we often skimp on our health during tough times. Especially now, it's time to put your health front and center. And this may be hard because we are tired, depressed, don't feel like it, and can't get ourselves to move or make a healthy meal just because. After all, it all seems so hopeless and we want to save our hard-earned money that we created for our nest egg and for our kids for the future that we almost feel like we are frozen in time. It is so easy to drink more or eat more than we have before. Just we want to feel better. And I talked about emotional eating in other episodes. But drinking more alcohol or eating more foods, thinking, ah, whatever, it's going to be fine. Um, my body is going to be forgiving. Or we would just want to quiet, quiet the voice in our head that says, oh my God, what am I going to do? How is this all going to turn out? What do I need to do to fend this recession off as it comes our way? So it is really important to find a healthy outlet for our emotions, whether it's writing in your gratitude journal, meditating, breathing exercises, or just talking to a friend. 
In the beginning of the year of 2022, I created another post titled Five Small Healthy Habits That You Can Stick With. And I will put a link in the show notes so you can take a peek at it because the new year is always where we try to do something new and radically different and try something that may or may not work for us. And I want you to stick with something that is good for you, that is healthy for you, that's not super experimental, but I want you to look in that post at three areas in your life to serve that that are deserving attention, and that's your home, your time, and self-care. But grab the link, and you can read it or listen to it, and uh, I have that resource here for you. Now, let's talk about how to recession-proof your health and five ways to beat recession stress and feel healthier. Number one is to connect with people that support you. Ah, there's the kicker. It's the people that support you, not the naysayers and not the ones that complain or whine to you, the ones that are your support group. These are the people who care about you and can be there to lend you support by listening to you and offering practical help and encouragement. You know, if something's broken and somebody else knows how to fix it, ask for help. Or somebody who just says, come on, I got this. You got this. Let me be here for you and uh, sends you maybe a card. Tough times make you feel like you're the only one experiencing this. And this makes for a very lonely life. So surrounding yourself with a positive and trusted network of friends, neighbors, and family can be life-changing. So I said trusted. So don't go off blabbing to somebody on the bus about your life because the answer you get may not what you want to hear, or the feeling that you're understood. So be very alert about the trusted and positive person. Think about who is really in your circle of friends who's really good at this. Feeling connected can boost your mood and help you cope with challenging times. You know, I grew up with parents that have gone through World War II as children. And money was always tight. Money was always scarce. We never had enough money to go on vacation until years later when I think I was like 12. It was always watch your money, save your money. We had our own garden where we grew our own vegetables. We didn't buy any treats we didn't go out to eat for to restaurants. We always cooked at home. And I remember like it was yesterday, my breakfast was a piece of cake. So not a piece of pie, but a piece of dry cake, like a lemon cake and a cup of hot chocolate. That was my breakfast for years. Now, was it healthy? No, it filled me up and that was the goal. We had no money, so if my mom would bake a huge piece of cake, those slices would last all week, and then a cup of chocolate, hot chocolate in the morning. So money was always scarce, and I was raised with that in mind, so 
right now, I feel a little nervous, just like many of you. But along the lines of um, a community, check out our episode, The Astonishing Power of Feeling Connected for Women in Their Midlife Challenges with Jen Marples, where you can hear how we can support each other during our midlife, which also includes the time right now. I also want you to think about that you don't feel like a burden to your friends with your challenges. You can talk about as much or as little as you want about what's on your mind. And that's why I said, don't talk to somebody on the bus. You make it more than you bargained for. What matters most is that someone is there for you and you know you are not alone. Number two is how to eat healthy on a budget. You may feel that now is not the time to eat healthy because food is so expensive. But with the right planning strategies, you'll be able to make delicious and healthy foods. You know, I meal plan every week. I admit sometimes I forget. And then I'm a little bit stumped and I make something quick and super, super easy. But if I meal plan and we're just the two of us, we're an empty nest couple, and we... I plan two to three meals for the week. And I look at a variety of foods and I look at what we haven't had in a while. And I always have plant-based meals during the week as well. And as I talk a little bit more about how to eat healthy on the budget, we also make, let's say, two meals and then we supplement the leftovers with lots of vegetables. And so we're saving money by eating at home, planning ahead, because if you're not planning, you're looking at the fridge. And I actually did a reel on that today on Instagram, uh, that the fridge is empty because I wasn't meal planning. And then you have nothing in the fridge or whatever's left over. And if you don't plan, you may not feel like eating the cucumber salad that you had planned on making, but not in your meal plan. You just thought of, oh, that'd be kind of cool while you were grocery shopping. And then it rotted. So you're wasting money by wasting food. So I would highly recommend meal planning. One thing I want you to think about is meal plan on the foods that are on sale. So instead of making a shopping list from the stable of favorite recipes, look at the flyers or online sales at your grocery stores in your neighborhood and then base your meals around that. There's always something on sale. This strategy will allow you to see where you get the best deals and make more budget-friendly meals. For example, don't pay full price if ground beef isn't on sale. Just make a plan to buy something else instead. And this is so true because my husband is the shopper in the house. I don't enjoy going to the grocery store. I've pivoted a little bit more to the cooking portion, which I left to him in the past. But because of our different schedules now, I am cooking more than he does. So when he goes to the grocery store and he goes over to our Whole Foods and we plan on fish, he always looks for what's on sale. And he comes home super proud saying, hey, Heike, look what I got. And it was 50% off. And it may not be the salmon that I thought I was going to make, but then I plan around whatever fish he shows up with and use the vegetables that I planned on having with the other fish or the preparation 
around that and simplify it. So he's gotten really good at looking at sales and actually is proud of coming home with, I bought something on sale. Make a shopping list. Check your coupons and inventory your pantry and fridge. Go through this. Be specific. We do this every week. We'll have our staple list on our little app. And this app, and I'm looking this up as I'm talking to you right now, this app is called Any List. And Any List, we're listing all the groceries that we buy on a regular. If I have a meal that has unusual uh, ingredients, I'll add that to the list. But it's a stable of, of ingredients that we have. And then he goes through the list, checks if we still have them, so we don't buy foods and you don't need foods that you don't need for the meals and foods that just keep sitting around. Compare what you spend. It's so important to have some sort of spreadsheet with your expenses to track what you spend versus what you budgeted. I almost doubled over the other day when I saw a grocery bill, but then adjust your meal plan if needed. And that's what I did. I was like, wait a minute. This is way too expensive. We spent way more money than I thought we would. We're reeling it in for the following week, so we're balancing our budget. And also for right now, if you're looking around, we're in the month of October, as this episode will air October, November, Thanksgiving is close. Look for sales for canned pumpkin mousse, other stuff that you need for Thanksgiving or other holidays that you're celebrating. Buy them now because cans are super convenient to keep until a month from now so they don't expire, which brings me to avoid convenience foods. Convenient foods like a microwavable seasoned rice package or cereal are expensive. When you look at it, I remember there are these little packages of oatmeal that are seasoned and all you do is open them, dump them in a, in a bowl with milk or water, whatever you add, put in the microwave and you're done. Super convenient, but they're way more expensive. expensive. So especially when you want to save money or if you're tight on a bu- budget, rather make a make a um, rice or cook a batch of oatmeal, make it overnight oatmeal for breakfast and cook the rice, for instance, and then dish it out in little portions and you can actually freeze rice and it still holds. So this is really, really a good way to go with the oatmeal. You make a batch and then you batch it out for the next couple of days. And hopefully you like oatmeal a lot because that's my example. I want you to also check out the five easy meal prep tips that any beginner can do and get some ideas from that post of what what you could do, what meals you could do, how you can, like an easy meal prep idea is like batch cooking or reheating leftovers is cooking. And if you reheat leftovers, you heat it up and you add, like I said earlier, another vegetable to it and create a whole new meal. So I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can get inspired by this post. And I know everybody has heard of Meatless Monday. Meat is expensive and the prices will only rise. And so you pay a lot of money for a little piece 
or however the butcher is dishing it out. So why not start your tradition of meatless Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? doesn't have to be just one day. Beans are high in fiber and make a complete protein when paired with rice or other complex carbohydrates. So that would be a meal. And then you add some cilantro on top and some lemon and some orange um, pieces. There's so much good stuff you can make. And finally, at the store. When you're at the store, the what is it? The world is your oyster. You get distracted. You look around. You think of, oh, my well, God, let's try this. Let's have that. Stick to your shopping list. Compare prices because store brands may be more affordable than your brand that you swear by. We've become so brand loyal that we don't even want to look at other brands that are cheaper. And... Um, I highly recommend to not be brand loyal and give at least somebody else, some other brand, the brands, the store brand, a try. Compare the ingredients to see if they are packaged the same way. And they most likely are. Buy in bulk. If you have storage space, buy in bulk, like grains and seeds and stuff like that. Save on seasonal fruits and vegetables or choose canned which might be cheaper and are equally as healthy when you buy canned fruits and vegetables. Right now, we're no longer, or very few times I find that there's fruit that is canned with syrup, but be aware, shopper, read the label. Number three is create daily rituals. Rituals can be grounding in times of change and uncertainty. You know that you what you love doing and turn those into little routines. That it's to me having a routine is very soothing. I get up, I drink my fennel tea, scroll through my social media, and then I get ready for my clients for whatever I'm doing that day for work. But here's some ideas that may spark some, I would say almost some joy, but it's true that will spark some joy in your day. Going out for a 15-minute walk during the day to get fresh air and sunlight. Have you thought about having your meetings on the go? Literally put your earbuds in and have your meeting. If you don't have to write anything down, but it's a conversation with your co-workers, and just go for a walk and tell them that that's what you're doing. Start a regular breathing routine during the day. That at lunchtime, you are already exhausted. Start some breathing. And I talked about this in other episodes about how to breathe. Then commit to a daily workout. Yes, work out every day. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be long. But it needs to happen. Schedule weekly date nights with your significant others. And they don't have to be expensive either. They don't have to be a five-star gourmet dinner. It could be a concert. It could be a picnic. It could be a workout together. It could be just going for a walk together and chat. Now, that's a novel idea sometimes, I think, that we go with our girlfriends and friends to go for a walk and talk, but we don't with our significant others. Keep that in mind. Cook healthy meals instead of ordering in. It may be convenient, like the convenience food I mentioned earlier, but it's expensive to order in and not that healthy many times because we have no control 
what is actually in the food. As much as we say, yes, I want steamed chicken or steamed broccoli or roasted this, you don't know what else is in there that makes it so tasty. Meet up with friends weekly for a walk and a talk. So maybe they extend that to your significant other's husband, wife. And disengage from social media and stop the scroll. Because everybody has their own opinion where the economy is, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, all these things, and what the what the gloom, which is oftentimes addressed, it's because gloom sells better than happiness. And you get different opinions from different people. Stop it. Just step away from it. Get the information you need from a trusted source and be done with it. And don't tune in over and over all day long. And I know of a client who has CNN, CNBC on, on all day. So she's bombarded all day with the news. But you get the idea. Pick one of the rituals and go with it. And number four is boost your immune system. The body's immune system protects itself from infection and disease. It fights everything from a cold, flu, viruses to severe conditions such as COVID. Unfortunately, getting sick can be expensive and time-consuming. However, you can boost your immune system for free in several different ways. Free sounds really good right now, doesn't it? Eat more plant foods. Choose fruits and vegetables over processed foods. Buying maybe from a farmer, farmer's market or a co-op are cost-effective and better for your health and also supports your local farmer. Eat more healthy fats. Avocados, salmon, olives, olive oil are great choices. Then limit your sugar. Sugar is a, creates inflammation in the body. Read the ingredients of the list of the products that you buy and then go from there. Because I don't imagine, or many of us are not sitting around putting four cups of, uh, four teaspoons of sugar in their tea or their coffee. But added sugar is hidden in many packaged items. So buy fresh whole foods so you know an orange is an orange. And don't be afraid to eat an orange or carrots because I know that we have heard about the sugar buster where eating carrots is a big no-no and that's the evil. There are fruits and vegetables. They have fiber. They're healthy for you. And you're not going to eat a pound of oranges. But, but so don't be scared of those. But since this podcast is for women, we tend to like wine. Wine has sugar. Keep that in mind when you open the next bottle or pour yourself the next glass. Which brings me to stay hydrated. Now, drinking wine and drinking coffee is not hydrating you. It is liquid, technically, but stay hydrated with all the things that I always talk about. So I don't need to say any more about hydration. If you want to know more, reach out to me on Instagram. Try to get the best sleep you can, particularly during those times. It's essential to sleep as best as we can. Keep the room cool and quiet and dark. Don't eat too late. De-stress before you go to bed. Like write in your journal or, or just go for a walk and maybe even a workout, although a workout could keep you asleep. 
And strategies like this, it will help you sleep better because I don't want you to lie in bed, twiddling your thumbs, this time not because you have night sweats, but this time because you're worried and worry keeps us up so much. You know, or did you know that intermittent fasting can help you sleep better? And if you don't know anything about intermittent fasting but are curious, grab my intermittent fasting cheat sheet with a link in the show notes for you. But intermittent fasting has proven to help with your sleep. And again, a link for that will be also in the show notes because I love intermittent fasting. It's so many benefits for us women over 50. So you'll get a link for how to how intermittent fasting can help you sleep better. And if you're new to fasting, at the cheat sheet link so you can get started. Super easy. Now let's talk a little bit about supplements, sleep supplements, or supplements that help you with your health, I should say. That's probably a better way to phrase it. You can buy a lot of supplements and it costs a lot of money. And um, if you have kids around, hold their ears, you're going to just pee it out. Yep, your body can only absorb so many vitamins and minerals. It's not absorbing everything if you load up on it. But it's great to do or take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, and garlic who work really well on heart to protect your body's immune system. So this is super, super easy to add those like garlic and onions and there's more, but I just want to stick with those because they're really good. If you get your vitamin C, vitamin D, your sink and uh, in your sink and go out for sunshine, you're already boosted your immune system really well. And exercise in moderation. Which brings me to number five, exercise for your health. You know that I was going to add exercise into the mix. Regular exercise has so many benefits from reducing stress, gaining strength, producing dopamine, the happy or the feel-good hormone, improving breathing, regulating weight gain, helping you sleep better, among other things. Honestly, getting started right now can be challenging because we don't feel like it and don't know how amazing we'll feel afterwards because we're so sad, hopeless, in our heads. It all feels like too much. But hear me out. Once you take the first step, you can feel the positive impact exercise makes. It melts away the stress and perhaps some pounds too. We need a break from worrying about the recession or the looming recession, and a workout might help you do just that. Now you say, or you may say, Heike, just walking around the block, that's nothing. I don't think so. Walking around the block has you get your butt ski out of your chair, go out in the sunlight, get some vitamin D from the sunlight, get some fresh air, see something different, and maybe meet a neighbor along the way where you can say hi. So every bit counts. But for exercise, I would say see if you can go outside. And the other thing I would say is start Pilates. Pilates mat work can be done anywhere. It is super affordable because all you need is just a little bit of space and your body. If you have a yoga mat, you can put a yoga Pilates mat down. 
But Pilates is super portable. And if you do just a couple of exercises like the Pilates roll up or the saw, you start breathing better. You start stretching the body a little bit. You're engaging your core. So I love Pilates for its portability and you do not need to buy any of the equipment. It's just you and your body breathing together. And the cool thing is you can do it out in the park too. That's a novel idea. What do you think? If you have a gym membership that you're not using, cancel it and save money. If you have exercise equipment that sits in the basement unused, sell it or set up a space that makes it fun to work out. Yeah, because so many times I see the exercise room being the last, the least thought of space in the house. It's in a dark part of the house. It's in the basement. There's no window. It's sort of like, okay, we'll just put it there. Find a good space. It doesn't have to be stationary. It can be movable like in your bedroom. But on the other hand, you can also join my exercise membership and choose from plenty of workouts for women over 50 in my Fasted and Fit Over 50 Club. And this membership is so affordable. I leave a link in the show notes so you can check it out and take the first three classes that are for free and get started right away. Also, plan exercise breaks into your day without feeling guilty that you didn't work and were productive. Because sometimes when we're in that stressed situation or the stressed feeling, we just want to be working, 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 and it gets later, and then we start working till 7 p.m., and we're still not done, and we're feeling guilty. Stop that. When you're relaxed, when you are feeling better about yourself and your environment, and you exercise, it will reduce stress and you'll feel more energized and get more done because of it. And of course, as a businesswoman, I want to add something to the mix. And these are five strategies to get more done with less stress. If you don't have a business, it works just as well. And the five strategies will help you create a better flow during your day, not get overwhelmed, And these five simple tips really work. And one of them is maintain boundaries. Like the closed door policy, my door is currently closed because I'm recording this episode. That means that my gorgeous, cute husband can't come in and bother me, as I like to call it. So boundary setting is a really important part as well. So I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to get your hands on the five strategies to get done with less stress. On the other hand, if you feel that exercise becomes a job and stresses you out, then take a step back and choose something less intense that is beneficial for you right now. If you are feeling that a run is just too much to handle, then go for a walk. You'll still get the same benefits and it's less stressful because right now we do not need more stress. So I have a little bonus tip for this episode because there's so much I can talk about. But I want want you to look at your budget. Find unnecessary spending. And this is a, I know this is a strange example, but uh, like the lawn mower service. Do you really need that lawn mowing service? Start mowing your own lawn. It doesn't take that long. It gets you exercise. It gets you outside. 
And it doesn't take a huge chunk out of your day, but it saves you money because a lawn service is expensive. If you're eating out for lunch, instead, pack your meal instead and bring them to work. Don't eat them at your desk and take your lunch somewhere outside, on a park bench, um, wherever near you can eat, but get away from your desk. Otherwise, you keep eating and working, and this is not what we want. Or you're going out for dinner. Instead of an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, just eat a healthy main course and drink one glass of wine instead of buying the whole bottle. You have one glass that may be satisfying to you. You save a lot of money. And that's a good way to go about it too. When you think of every day how we can save some money but not limit our lifestyle completely. You know, we are not in control of a looming recession. If the recession is here or not, we feel it in our pocketbook. But we can control our health and how we react to the things around us. Focus on your health by connecting to a supportive community, shopping smart for groceries, creating healthy daily rituals, boosting your immune system, and exercising in moderation is one of the ways that you can best navigate through tough times. What is one step you'll take to navigate the looming recession right now. Reach out to me at Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark on Facebook, Heike Yates on Instagram or TikTok or on YouTube. I love to see you on all my social channels and I want to hear from you how you're navigating the looming recession and how I can help you with other tips and strategies that help you create a healthy and happy environment environment despite the looming recession. And I hope my five ways to beat recession stress and feel healthier is helping you. And with that, my friends, I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao.